right. Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Zach, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest. Let me pull up his bio. Here we go. Zachary Beach. Zachary is the CEO partner of SmartRealEstateCoach.com, which is a two-time Inc. 5,000 fastest growing company that focuses on transforming W-2 employees into creative finance real estate investors. With a passion for business building, he is also a partner in Original Real Estate, Wicked Smart Finance, and NetProcessing.com. Zachary is also a three-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Sell with Authority for Real Estate Investors. At the age of 24, Zachary decided to leave the world of bartending and personal training and jump into the family business. It was one of the first big risks that he took in his life as nothing was guaranteed. Plus, he knew absolutely nothing about real estate. Through hard work, in-house training and implementation, Zachary, his team and his students have completed hundreds of deals across the country and control 60 to 100 million plus of real estate at any given time with little to no money in the deal and no banks involved. He has an amazing wife, Kayla, and two small children, his son, Remy, and his daughter, Bellamy. He is a prime example of how to be successful both in business and at home. Zachary, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Hey, Jerome, I appreciate you having me on, Mr. Implementation. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, man. Thank you, man. So uh, tell us a little bit about your story in your own words and, you know, just take us down the journey a little bit, go a little bit deeper. Sure. Yeah, I was smiling as you're reading the, the introduction in the bio. I mean, it, it all sounds great, right? But at the end of the day, um, really just somebody who's constantly trying to improve and grow and, and uh, reach new levels, just like I'm sure each and every one of your listeners and audiences as well. And so I was uh, I was somebody that I like to always say I was a poor kid that grew up in a rich town and I had a single mother. And, and uh, so I really, I grew up with a chip on my shoulder. And I only did certain things like go to college because, you know, people told me I couldn't. Uh, so when I got out of college, that's when I, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I did what every person in the right mind that had a college degree does. And I went and bartended. Uh, so I started bartending for, uh, you know, for about four years and I was ambitious. So I started doing things like personal training uh, as well. And at one point in time, I just got super burnt out uh, working late nights and then working uh, early mornings. So um at one point in time, I went to my father-in-law who was revamping his business, uh, meaning he got crushed in 2008 and he was uh, buying and selling real estate with this thing called creative financing. So I went to him and I said, hey, I don't know if I'm going to like real estate investing, but you know, it's going to be a heck of a lot better than what I'm doing right now. Uh, so that's that's kind of where everything started. And I started doing that uh, in addition to bartender and personal training. And it was uh, April about nine years ago where I decided to pull the plug and I uh, went and uh, started real estate investing full time. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I remember, I think I met you, your father, some of your business partners. I think it was been maybe four years. I was, uh, I was on the board of directors for dig diversified real estate investors group here in Philadelphia. Right. And I met all of you there. Um, I didn't know 
too much about real estate at the time, but I have a business partner and we attended like your weekend seminar. He was like, this is it. And I was like, what do you mean? This is it. What is it? He was like, this is how you do real estate the right way. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but you know, I guess so. And he was like, it's terms. This is where it makes mathematical sense. Like I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but that's what he said. And, um, just the concept terms, it like changed his life. And I want to introduce him to you. We're going to come to the event together and stuff like that. But um, I never knew about this terms thing until he said that. Then I, you know, I, I listened to like Ron Legrand and, you know, Chris Prefontaine. I listened to some of you guys and um, I've had um, Nick, I've had Nick come on the, their podcast. I've had Chris come through and I have the book here that you've all authored together. I have two copies. I have another one somewhere. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and, you know, just give us some insights on what made you all put the book together, the family business, et cetera. Yeah. Well, what a, uh, what a, what a short lifetime ago that was, huh? Um, that was, uh, I think that was one of the first events outside of our own personal events that I actually spoke at. And uh, I, I think we had a really good, um, really good outcome. And uh, we spent a lot of time. I actually did some live seller calls uh, there as well. I was little did they know, little did the seller know I was speaking to him uh, on speakerphone in front of like 150 people. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, our first Amazon bestselling book, Real Estate on Your Terms. That was originally written by, by Chris. Uh, and I was really just telling him the telling about his journey of how we got involved in creative financing and, and what that means uh, and the different techniques that we use. Uh, it's funny is if you're, if you're a certain age, it, it was buying and selling on terms, right? And now it's, you know, now it's, it's really cool. So now it's creative financing. Uh, so that, so uh, we'll use it interchangeably today. Okay. Um, so then we went ahead and we revised that book. Uh, I went ahead and include my story and, and Nick added some chapters as well. And, but at the end of the day, that book is really um, a really good fundamental read when it comes to how to actually buy and sell on terms or how to buy and sell creatively and, and what that actually means. And there's some case studies in there as well. So great, great book as a, a fundamental knowledge base when it comes to what we're going to talk about here today. Thank you. And I, I know the book goes like much deeper. And for anybody that's interested, uh, they can go get, tell us how we can get a copy. Yeah, you book. just go to uh, Wicked Smart Books dot com forward slash jerome two wicked smart books.com forward slash jerome number two okay and that's like a free they get a free copy or they pay shipping or something like that oh yeah no we don't have we don't make you pay shipping uh okay also we'll send that to you along with a a nice care package and also i know we're going to talk about our event later but anybody that goes ahead and orders that book we'll make sure that you get a, a ticket which is typically uh, $300 uh, to attend the event. We'll make sure you get one of those as well, especially those that are really interested in. As you know, Jerome, I mean, it was cool back four years ago, but the way the market is lined up right now, there's a reason why, you know, the number one thing that is being researched on bigger pockets or uh, the reason why the Wall Street Journal is now talking about, um, you know, owner financing, and which is one of our major techniques or creative financing is because this market right now is begging for it. And those that know how to do it, um, are going to really capture a, a big chunk of the market, most importantly, but also tell you, there are people that are going to be at our event um, and that are going to start studying creative financing and implementing it that over the next three to five years will will certainly develop a decade, two decades worth of wealth. So, yeah, creative finance. And like you said, like I'm pretty sure the book goes deeper, uh, but I would like to ask you, can you tell us 
what that means, right? What is creative finance? Help us understand what that is. It's like a new, it's a buzzword, right? Because like you said, yeah. on terms, I remember when, uh, you know, Chris came through and he was teaching it, right? I heard some stuff from Ron LeGrand. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you just helped me realize that now it's called creative financing. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing, but help us understand what that means in like simple terms. Yeah, of course. So let's start with what I believe everybody does know, right? So traditional real estate buying, right? If you're going to go buy a piece of real estate, you go to a bank, you give them a deposit or a down payment. You're going to have collateral. You're going to have a personal guarantee, meaning they're going to pull your credit and then you're going to personally guarantee the debt. Like that's what we do know. And once you do that, if the bank thinks you're worthy, they'll then give you a mortgage to be able to go purchase your property or purchase your home. Uh, so knowing that that's the case with traditional real estate, uh, creative financing simply means that we're just going to take out the bank in the process and we're either going to utilize somebody else's mortgage. It's also known as a sub two. I mean, we're going to keep the mortgage in place or we're going to go to people that have no mortgage, meaning they're debt free house. And now we're going to ask them to be our bank. Now, the next logical question is why the heck would people do this? So the we operate on, I would say, two different extremes. Right. So let's use the, the gentleman or, or, or the lady that has a debt free house, it means there's no mortgage. Um, when we're solving somebody's challenge based on their motivation, when they don't have a mortgage, we would tend to think that they are a good financial standings because if they needed the money, they would probably refinance the property and took it out. So that then uh, kind of leads me to believe, you know, hypothetically in this example, leads me to believe that they don't need their money. Uh, so their motivation tends to be a real estate problem, meaning they've either inherited the property or it's a second home. Um, but at the end of the day, they're thinking it's more of it a liability. I mean, they have to take care of something. So what we can certainly do is we can we can turn that from them needing to take care of something to them being able to benefit from receiving monthly cash flow or getting a higher purchase price or having the liability of uh, taking care of that property off their shoulders and working with somebody like myself, who's you know done this many times. And then, so then if you look on the complete opposite extreme, you have many people that either have no equity in their house or are behind on payments. And now we would expect that that person's in a financial distress situation and we would consider that a financial problem. So we can also provide a solution where we may be able to help somebody walk away from their home without having to pay out of pocket to you know, sell the house or to be able to catch up their monthly payments if they're behind on payments or to really just relieve debt. So uh, there's those two extremes there, but that's where we, we really step into play. And as I kind of tie this whole thing in a bow, all creative financing means is that we're not using banks, we're not personally guaranteeing debt, and we're typically not putting down large down payments, especially in comparison to what the traditional market makes you put down. Thank you. And I, I was talking about like when you first came out to speak, like you and, you know, your team and you mentioned like, I think you did a cold call, like right on the spot. Yeah. And so I would like to know, like, tell us like how that cold calling transferred into what it is that you do now in real estate. Yeah. So that's really where the start of my journey, like kind of wrapping things, uh, bringing things back to, you know, the story that that's where my journey started. So mm -hmm. Uh, at the time when I was looking to join the family business, uh, my father-in-law basically handed me a, a list of people uh, and we didn't even have a real script back then. We would just, we called it a property information lead sheet, which was just basically like, just get the information on the sheet 
and then try to move them to the next step in our process. Um, so all I did was I was cold calling or reaching out to uh, sellers that were on the market at one point in time and then they expired. We call those expired listings. Um, so that's really where my journey started. And really, in, in my opinion, real estate investing is a people business. It's a communication business. We just happen to use real estate as the asset or you know the good of exchange, right? Um, so that is the entire, in, in my opinion, that's the entire thing. That's why anytime we bring a, a new student um, that either has zero real estate experience or is uh, trying to add this on to their current business model, we teach them how to communicate and ask the right questions to the sellers to determine first and foremost, their motivation. And then secondly, the finances on the property. So that way we can now uh, co-create a plan with the seller to be able to, to provide them options for us to buy the house uh, and just providing those, those options, which ends up, you know, allowing you to buy real estate creatively without banks and without personal guaranteeing debt and without putting large down payments. Uh, so the, the cold calling is where it all begins. Uh, and once you uh, have fine-tuned your skill set of communicating with sellers, well, then we can really start fine-tuning the next skill set, which is being able to become what, a, a transaction engineer, which really just means that you can understand all the dynamics of, of everyone's motivation and all the financials in order to create a solution uh, so that way you can start buying and selling real estate. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So we went from cold calling to CEO. Yeah. of an Inc. 5000 company. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like how that worked for you? Yeah, I'm actually excited because we just hit Inc. 5000 again uh, for the third time in a row. Congratulations. Uh, I appreciate it. And I only say that and that's not to, um, it, it honestly says less about, you know, our company and, and more about how we've impacted people, right? It says mm -hmm. less about me than it does to the students or the people that are out there actually buying and selling real estate deals because we've been able to develop you know, a reputation of, of people that want to come work with us, uh, which is something that we're certainly proud of. And really at the end of the day, I, I love real estate investing. And I, I think I'm also very attracted to business in general. And some people, some students I kind of follow that path because real estate investing is, is a business model if you choose it to be, right? There, there are many people that we help out that come into this and they're like, hey, I really like my job or now I want to do this part time and I just want to build, I just want to do some real estate deals on the side. And, um, and if you, you look at the profits and the numbers that we do on deals, I mean, a couple of deals a year will make a giant impact on most people's lives. Um, but then there's others that are like, Hey, I, I want to go ahead and, and create systems and processes and build a team and be able to take this thing to the next level. And, and really that was my path. It was First and foremost, I helped out in the in the real estate investment business that we have locally in New England and developed systems processes there and, and really moved that from cold calling to then the head of acquisitions. And then, you know, my family was doing four to 10 deals a month um, where I was I was the main person buying it. So then I kind of took those skill sets and said, all right, how do we supply this to our coaching company in order to now go ahead and make sure that we can help impact more people's lives and give more people the opportunity uh, to work with us and do more real estate deals. And certainly that's what I've been doing over the past, you know, eight plus years with being the COO first and now the CEO. And now my main goal is just to make sure that we can impact as many people's lives as possible. Thank you. Um, I have like, I have like, you know, I told you I have books. So I have Ron Legrand's book and one of his chapters says, 
we don't have a choice, right? We can't escape real estate. And one of the biggest benefits of being in a real estate business is that everybody knows what it is. And we always need a place to live. So the reason why I mention that is because I like teach agents, right? I teach real estate agents. I'm helping them. And I'm like, they're like, oh, the market's shifting. The market changes. And that stuff is valid. But people always need real estate. So I say that to, 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 to get your perspective yeah. about how you're currently capitalizing on the current real estate market. Yeah. I, I'm glad you asked. I was literally, I was just on a podcast right before this hosted by a real estate agent and uh, also a real estate developer. Um, and I work actually closely with them because they're up here in the Boston area as well. Yeah. And I've spoken at many uh, real estate agent uh, meetups and events and things like that. And I haven't seen, I mean, I haven't seen since I started as many realtor and wholesaler referrals uh, to creative financing right now. And the reason why they're coming in the form of referrals is because they just haven't learned how to do creative financing yet. So we're, um, so I'm, I'm buying those real estate deals, which is, which is amazing for both sides. So what that tells me though, is that tells me that the traditional way of buying real estate is now in a major shift, which means that, you know, we have some dramatic things happening, right? You have interest rates that are skyrocketing and, and really kicking out a large portion of traditional buyers that would have continuously drove the market forward, right? At a higher, at higher purchase prices, uh, like they did through COVID. So then that's also hitting on the seller side, which means that properties are sitting on the, the market longer. They're not getting their prices like they used to. Uh, so now they're looking for alternative options. And the last thing too, is the media drives this whole fear-based decisions um, when it comes to even if even if a seller is in a good financial standing because of the media, they may make different decisions now, which means that they're going to look to sell their properties. And now we're putting ourselves in a really good opportunity to solve additional problems. Um, I see people consistently having the same challenges they did in all the other markets, but now the but now the traditional market is not helping them either. Meaning. You have people that have equity, maybe behind on payments, but they can't go sell it because they can't get what they're hoping for or they don't have the timeline to do so. Or a seller is interested in, you know, a, a state or tax planning purposes and they have a debt free home. So they instead of selling it traditionally, they're now looking for somebody like myself to make monthly payments over a long period of time. Uh, we bought our commercial building that way. There's literally a seller. He's a big landowner, a mixed use building. Uh, in a very good area, and he was he was intentionally looking for seller financing or owner financing. Meaning, we're just going to make payments to him. And he's going to be the bank because he was hoping, and his end goal was to receive cash flow on his commercial property, but without actually having to manage it. Uh, so we ended up taking that over, and we managed the property, and we put our uh, companies in the building, and and everyone was happy. And that just there's just there's always going to be solutions that the traditional market can't solve, but now there's just dramatically more opportunities for us to solve those problems. Thank you. Um, so I got two more questions for you. Then we can like wrap it up. Sure. First one is what is your transformational process to help W2 employees become real estate investors? Yeah, we, we work through what we call, we call this our genius model, but there's really three different pieces that come to our genius model. Uh, number one is mindset. Um, when you're transitioning from a W-2 position and you've worked for somebody for a long period of time, it's very hard to make that transition. Um, it was interesting. We've had a, a couple couple of our students. Uh, his name is Mike. Uh, Mike out of Fresno. He, was, he worked for uh, commodity sales for many years in the Fresno area. 
I worked six days a week. When we helped him retire and become a full-time real estate investor, he faced some challenges for about you know a couple months because he wasn't he wasn't um, equipped at the time to be able to work on uh, to have the right mindset in order to grow his business. Um, so there were some challenges there, meaning like behaviors, skill sets um, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. So we worked on with that and helped him grow his business. Um, so first and foremost, your mindset, but then two would be the skill sets. Well, now how we really capitalize on uh, the skill set when it comes to real estate investing is we find out what each student has been doing for the X amount of years and the skill sets that they developed in their W-2. And then we try to compile on that skill set, whether it be communication, whether it be um, administration or whether it be sales. Uh, we build upon those skill sets and then we teach them how to be able to improve on the skill sets when it comes to real estate investing. And then from there, once we've kind of developed both of those, now it's about implementing the systems uh, so we can really build upon something that's uh, a longstanding real estate portfolio or business. So that way they eventually can go from, you know, W2 to eventually, you know, CEO of their business from solopreneur to CEO. Um, and by, by able to put in those three different dynamics, really set somebody up for long-term success. Thank you. I was, uh, I was talking to a, someone that was interested in doing real estate yesterday. And he said, um, how does that work? Creative finance and wholesale. And he was asking me different questions. I was like, they work, it all works, but it really depends on your skill. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't say that it depends on your skill, your personality, etc. Like anybody can do anything, but anybody shouldn't be doing anything. And I really appreciate the fact that you can address that because a lot of people will say, oh, you get started in wholesaling. Oh, you get started in flipping or creative finance. And there are so many factors and you have to really take an assessment of where a person is to understand how you can best help them. So I appreciate you mentioning that because I don't think enough people do that. Yeah, I took the unconventional path. I feel like most people say that you have to start in usually one of two places. And one is you're either a real estate agent or two is you're a wholesaler. Uh, I feel like those are the two main places that most people think you have to start. Uh, I started directly in creative financing. Um, I don't know if I was necessarily built to be in creative financing. I just was a skill set that I eventually developed. So I always encourage people to say, look, what's the what's the end goal? That's what's most important. What is your end goal? Is it to uh, uh, reach a certain financial number? Is it to create retirement? Like, what is it? And then let's create the most direct path there. Um, I had an interesting conversation with somebody and they said, look, I'm going to get involved in fix and flipping. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do some fix and flip deals and some wholesale deals. And then I'm going to take that money and then I'm going to go buy long-term rentals. And I said, why don't you just do creative financing? Because I can share with you how to be able to go buy long-term rentals with creative financing and we can skip all of the other steps. And that way we can start building your portfolio today instead of in 12, 18, 24 months. So having that good understanding of where you want to be helps you kind of um, create that direct path. But I would say this too, um, you know, real estate, uh, creative finds and real estate investing is like, is really like the water in between all the ice cubes in your, in your, uh, in your glass of water. Cause it's what solves all of the other problems that the traditional real estate can't solve. And so having the ability to do a creative financing deal whether you're adding it onto another business model is going to be extremely powerful, especially if you compound that over many years, because there are wholesalers or fix and flippers or realtors 
right now that are losing out on deals because they don't fit inside their current box. And just being able to ask some additional questions and having some additional solutions will generate a much larger portfolio over the next three to five to 10 years. Thank you for sharing it. Um, we got about what, three minutes. So could you share with us um, one of your more recent and favorite student successes? Sure. Always happy to. Um, there's a gentleman. He actually found us out of, uh, actually, I'll tell a different story. So I was, uh, I usually do a lot of the calls where students will actually, will do what we call a strategy call. So if somebody hears about creative financing, they're like, hey, I'd like to have a more in-depth conversation. And that way I can make a decision if creative financing is, is the best route for me. So I took this call. She originally attended one of our workshops that I ran. Took this call. She happens to be a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. So figured I'd bring it to bring it to Pennsylvania for you. Yeah, professor. She also has a, a law degree. So as you can imagine, I'm thinking this is an extremely high quality person. And I'm like, you know, what is she trying to get out of this? So I was having conversations with her. She's got a couple rentals. And she approaches us and says, hey, I'm really interested in doing creative financing because I see that it's a pathway for me to be able to exit out of being you know, a professor one day. Uh, I really enjoy teaching, but that's not my long-term goal. Uh, so when I'm having a conversation with her, I'm like, okay, how do we get you to your long-term goal? Uh, she ends up joining our program. She got her first deal in under 60 days. Uh, and it was actually a subject to deal. So a deal that... Um, means that, you know, a property already has debt on it. So she goes in and closes on it and we keep the mortgage that the seller originally had in place. And she then goes ahead and uh, takes over and starts making those payments. This, she happens to live in, you know, state college, which I didn't realize is a hot market, uh, but she's also originally from a smaller town on the outskirts of uh, Pennsylvania as well. So this works great in small towns too. She ends up finding the seller. These sellers really need to relocate and relocate quickly. So she buys it. Um, we just went over her deal structure. We call them deal structure Sundays. We have them on YouTube. It's 260 something of them now. And uh, and she's about to net roughly $93,000 on this deal. And she was able to do that turnaround in such a quick period of time. And the interesting thing was, is that she worked, she's worked so hard, right, to get higher and higher up in the hierarchy of traditional uh, teaching, you know, the traditional education. And the fact that she's starting to see success in alternative education and creative financing is, it's certainly um, shown that it's, it's good to have both. And, and I'm, I'm proud. Thank of you. Thank you for sharing that, Zachary. Could you tell us where we can learn about more online, like where we can learn about the strategy, give us the book. You can mention that again, how we can learn more about like how to get involved in what it is that you do. Yeah, I'll give you a couple different ways. So definitely the book, uh, wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash Jerome 2. And we'll make sure you also get a ticket to our upcoming event. Our upcoming event could be a really good opportunity. It's in uh, Newport, Rhode Island on September 13th to the 15th, especially if you're involved in VIP day. Uh, we're super excited about it. And not just because we're getting everyone together, meaning these are our current students and people uh, that aren't our current students together learning creative financing strategies. But because the timing, as we've talked about in this podcast, uh, is perfect, meaning there's going to be some people in that room that are going to learn these strategies, hit the ground running, and create a, an amazing portfolio that's going to impact them, their lives and their families' lives for many years to come um, because of the need in this current market. So we're super excited about that. Uh, you can find out all the information at QLS, 
L-I-V-E.com. That's QLSLive.com. Uh, you can also find this on all of the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, all at, uh, at Smart Real Estate Coach. Uh, Zachary, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. If you could leave our audience with one word to close us out, what word would that be? Action. Action. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zachary. I appreciate you. All right. Yeah, you too, Drew. I'm going to close this down.